Welcome to People in Exile, where we have conversations, host interviews, discuss books, and engage with the Bible to help believers live out their faith in an unbelieving world. Welcome to this episode of People in Exile. I'm your host for this uh, episode, Chris Chambers, and I am joined uh, per usual with the Ben Ellis. The Ben Ellis and actually. Actually, Andrew, that is correct. They got it right this time. Um, so, <laughs> fellas, what we're gonna do this morning is uh, we're gonna we're just gonna have a conversation like we normally do. Sounds good. Yeah, just uh, same old, same old. And um, of course, we've been going through the Sermon on the Mount. We'll get back to that uh, here uh, in a bit. But first, first, uh, we do have a couple of birthdays coming up. Uh, both uh, Andrew and Ben uh, are true. getting ready to have birthdays. One's a little bit older than the other. Um, Andrew will be 36, and that is on next Sunday. Yeah, I'll be 36. 36 years Yeehaw, old. Oh, happy birthday. And, uh, and Ben, your birthday is in December. Correct. The 20th? Nailed it. On the line. All right. Both on Sundays. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And uh, now, Ben, uh, not going to be 37 or 38 not, no, or even uh, 39. No, not, not any of this. <laughs> 40. I will be 40. Yeah, you'll be a man. Oh, I'm a real... <laughs> so I'm still a boy. I'm, well, no, 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 no. Yeah, I remember the... Te- the was it the Texas uh, te- or Oklahoma state coach? I'm a man. Oh, I'm 40. Yeah. I'm 40. Yeah. Yeah. Good old so, he had a mullet as he said that. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations, Ben. You made it to... Uh, made it to almost, almost, almost. We're almost, almost there. We're almost there. Um, yeah. And then, uh, 20 days shot. do you want to, do you want to hear a depressing thought? Oh boy. I think the average male life expectancy <laughs> in the United States sounds like 78.2. Okay. So, uh-huh. so he's about to go on the, uh, on the downslope. Like, yeah, technically he already is, but <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing really? because uh, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'll be 40 in February. So, uh, so but there's I, that. I think I think it was like 2019 or 2020, something like that. It was like the first time we've seen like a, a go low, down. Yeah. Oh. That's it. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's uh, thank so, you, Debbie Downer here. Appreciate it, Andrew. Hey, that's my job. <laughs> Happy <laughs> Monday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Ben. <laughs> so, um, question. I, I know we, we had just a brief conversation uh, before we got on, and uh, one of the questions was, you know, have, have any of us ever had kind of uh, an issue with age? Uh, Ben swears up and down. The answer is no. I'm going to ask him again, though. Uh, And for uh, for me, I know when I turned 30, it was kind of a big deal. Um, I had some um, some things that I I did. I lost like 60 pounds uh, and uh, started running a lot. Um, I've gained all that back plus since. So (laughs) congratulations, 10 year older self. Uh, there, but uh, what about y'all? Uh, so you're, you're like, you know, you'll be 40, man. Any anything, anything in your mind uh, changing? Uh, are you thinking differently now? Um, I, I, I think I, I don't. Know, it's, it's hard to say because some of it is like I would certainly say that between 30 and 40, even between 35 and 40, um, yeah, there's some difference in thinking, but I don't know that I would attribute it to age per se. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh crap, I'm 40 now. Mm-hmm. I gotta, you know, buckle down and be a real man, uh, you know. But it's like, but at the same time, it's like, uh, man, I, I, I should have done. Maybe, maybe I could have done this better. Maybe I could have done, you know, that better. I mean, one of the, uh, I, I still have academic goals that I that I would like to achieve. Like in my lifetime, I think I'd still like to to go back to school and get a PhD at some point in life. You know, that's, that's not out of the realm of possibility for me, but there are times I've thought to myself, wow, you know, if I, maybe if I'd applied a little myself a little bit differently, you know, maybe I, I could have stepped into that process already, but some, some, some kind of that stuff, but it's not like it weighs on me 
real heavily. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still going to get up and I'm still going to enjoy my family and I'm still going to enjoy the work that I have the privilege of doing and and just keep moving because mm-hmm. I feel like at, at some level, and I'm not to, you know, anybody who has these sort of like self-reflective moments, I don't want to down them for that at all, but I'm like, at some point, you really have to just step into it and say, this is where I am now. Mm-hmm. And whatever age that is, whatever construct that I happen to be in and thinking through, I have to deal with now no. and, and deal with the real life, deal with what I'm actually in. You know, <coughs> 10 years ago, could I have, you know, done something different in school? Sure, I could have done something different in school and had a PhD, sure. But well, like in the meantime. <laughs> yeah, so I know I've heard like Matt Chandler, right, uh, of the Village Church. I know he, he has mentioned, uh, I've heard him say this multiple times in preaching and things. Uh, that uh, when he lo- you know looks back at like his twenty year old self, right, sure. <laughs> he looks at that guy and says he was an idiot. Uh, and then, you know, uh, age twenty five had had tw- age twenty five year old uh, Chandler uh, looked at his uh, his twenty year old self. That's what he would thought. Then thirty year old would have looked at his twenty five year old and thought, man, that guy just didn't know anything. And so, do you do you kind of sense? Do you have that uh, sense? I mean, uh, as yeah, far I mean, yeah. always. Oh, I mean, I think any of us, if we sat down in our life and said, you know, if I knew what I if I knew what I know now, yeah, then when I was 18, yeah, I would have made some very different decisions. Yeah. The problem is this. The decisions that we make feed into who we are now. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not like you can you can say, you know, if you know, if I had all the knowledge in the world, I would be different. Of course you'd be different because you had all the knowledge in the world. If I had all the knowledge between 18, if I had that extra 22 years of experience, life experience, mm-hmm. Absolutely, I would have done things different. But the reality is that some of the mistakes that I made when I was 18, some of the good decisions I made that I was 18, they were good for me as an 18-year-old, but they're not good for me as a 40-year-old. Yeah. But they are good for me to make those decisions when I was an 18-year-old mm-hmm. so that they contribute to who I am as a 40-year-old. And I think to some extent, you know, that's part of the maturation process. It's part of the sanctification process. God bringing us through, you know, who we are, some of the dumb things we've done. Mm-hmm. But it's also some of the good things we've done to really kind of form just us. Just let everybody know when Ben just uh, said some of the dumb things we've done, he uh, looked at me in my eyes and pointed at me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was intentional or not. Now, I remember I made a decision. I had a decision that I was like, let's see, I was in my 20s. And I, I had like a right-left type of decision. Neither one of them are wrong. You know, neither one of them, like if I chose this one, I wasn't in sin. If I chose mm-hmm, this one, mm-hmm. I wasn't in sin. It was just, you know. A decision you had to make. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I thought a lot about that decision, like, you know, the age and how you make, you know, Michelle and I made that decision together, my wife, you know, and, and we, I think we would still say we'd make the same decision, even, you know, kind of 10 years past that or whatever. But, you know, it's one I have thought about, you mm-hmm. know, that you're like, what would it have been like? If I would have made this, if I would went that way instead of this way, um, but but the reality is this is that you know kind of what Ben said. I mean, I think everybody out there has those types of things, you mm-hmm. know, to some extent. But you wouldn't be where you are, you know. I mean, it it is what it is. You move on, you keep going. The one thing that I, hits me, you know, um, that is a little different is it's not so much like uh, a regret or I wish I would have done this or something like that. But when I was so like 17, 18, 19, that, those kind of years, I, I was on the move a lot because I went from Tennessee to Spain, and then my Spanish time just felt like I was – I mean, it was awesome, you know. But I didn't feel like it got, got a lot of close. I grew up with the same group of guys. Mm-hmm. I, you know, played sports and all these things at the same town. And I never felt really, you know, even to this day, I, you know, 
I, I still miss some of that. I miss, mm-hmm. I don't feel like, you know, we just got to you know, have a proper goodbye and all mm-hmm. those things. It felt a little, you know, like, man, I miss those dudes. But, you know, what's odd about that is we still chat, those guys and I, you know, not too long ago. I was talking to them for quite a long time. So it's good, but it's, it's one I'm like, man, you know. But I don't know if that's really an age thing. So one thing for you, you graduated age 18, 17, yeah. 18, 18. Yeah. So one thing I remember when I was 36, um, so many years ago. Um, Four. It was almost, not quite. Not quite. <laughs> three, three and what? <laughs> seven, eights? Ten, ten. ten twelfths? So uh, anyways, um, one thing that, that, that struck me is I remember I was 18 years old, man, getting ready to graduate high school, right? Kind of a big deal for, for a young person, right? Uh, that uh, moving into adulthood. Still a big deal. Right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, however, uh, at age 36, uh, you've now gone through that, that 18 year cycle a second time. How much quicker it feels. Oh my goodness. Ridiculous. But the other thing is that individuals, so when you, <laughs> when you graduated, there are individuals who were not even born yet who are now going to graduate high yeah. school, uh, this year. Um, that's, <laughs> you're getting old, man. You're getting old. <laughs> so I'll say in prior to the, to the recording that, you know, I, um, have, I don't know, oddly enough, I've like, I remember around that same period of life, I was like, man, I think how cool it would be like to actually get older. And, and, you know, and, and I still feel that way. Like if you know me, I'll say that well, whatever conversation that may be relating to that, I'll say something similar. And because I think, well, two, I, you know, here's the serious side. I, I feel very privileged. I, I got to know my grandparents. I got to know a lot of, uh, like the, that, that generation, like, so my great aunts and uncles and all, like, and I, they were cool people, mm-hmm. <laughs> really cool mm-hmm. people. And I'm like, man, how cool it is to see their life and get to this point. And I just remember as a young guy, just aspiring, like, man, I hope I can do those things. Yeah. So I don't know, like, I'm excited about so it. So I had a, uh, a friend of mine. But then there's some realities that set in. Yeah. Too. Like, okay, here's, here's the one to hit me the other day. I could not get my knee to stop hurting. I was walking on the grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> What's going on with my knee? Yeah. Like, I'm like, all I'm doing is picking up, you know, um, what, what, I don't even know what I was getting. I'm just walking around Winn-Dixie. That's what, okay, that's how old I am. I love <laughs> to go to Winn-Dixie now. I'm just walking, my right knee would not stop hurting. I'm like, it's not even cold. Like, what's going on? <laughs> okay, and, and the, here's the other funny thing that Andrew doesn't realize is that he now distinguished between cold and his knee hurting well, and that, warm and his knee hurting. <laughs> yeah. I, see, I've known that one for a little bit, like. I got this one ankle. I really screwed up playing basketball in high school, and, and to this day, I'll feel it, you know. And so, so I had a, a friend of mine, uh, and he, uh, his mother, um, passed away uh, about three years ago, and uh, she had been diagnosed uh, with cancer, and, and pretty quickly thereafter, you know, put into hospice and passed away. Um, and during that time, uh, he and I actually were doing a podcast together at the time. And uh, so we had purchased some recording equipment and everything. Uh, and uh, he actually asked if he could borrow the, uh, the equipment uh, because he wanted to have a conversation with her uh, before she passed away. So she had, yeah. So she, so he had, you know, we had, we had outlines that we used to use and he's like, Hey, I'd like to, you know, do this with her and just, just her, just he and, and, and his mother. And uh, um, so he ended up, you know, he ended up doing that. You know, she was kind of in and out uh, as far as lucid, uh, you know, thought because of all the medications he was under and things like that. 
but anyway, that's like a super downer. Uh, but at the same time, it's it's kind of neat, you know, that 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 he got the opportunity, you know, to have that conversation. You were just mentioning Andrew, you know, friends and or not not friends, family members, older grandparents, that kind of stuff. Um, that's one thing I wish I had matured, I guess, more quickly uh, to where my grandparents were still alive and I could have some some really good, you know, conversations with them. Unfortunately, um, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a lot longer. I don't know that this has anything to do with age, but I think one of the things that's really interesting is that Cassie, uh, my wife, my wife, my wife's family is much more in tune to their family heritage and whatnot. And mm-hmm. it's just been really interesting to talk with my father and my grandmother as they kind of like their perspective is shifting too. Mm-hmm. you know, at the same time and beginning to hear some of this and beginning to see some of the stories and beginning to get some of those, you know, artifacts that, that, that your family has held on to, you know, like one of, we just saw my, my grandmother, uh, Thanksgiving this, this past year. And she actually gave me a frame picture of her father. So my great grandfather, uh, when he was working at a lathe in a, at a, at a mill up in, up in Michigan. So it's just really kind of interesting to see some of that too. Just like the, the passage of time and mm-hmm. sort of the, the coherence of, of family, uh, and how that kind of comes down. Yeah. I, so that's what I, I guess I was fortunate with. Like my mom is one of, she 10, 11, bad. I can't remember how many aunts and uncles she has on, you know, how many aunts and uncles I have on one. So my dad's one of seven. My dad said we had 16 cousins, you know, good golly. And we would all, every, Thanksgiving in particular, we'd always be at my mamaw's, my grandpa's. So all that stuff, like even when you're younger, you know, I would go visit all these people and see all these people. And I was told all the stories. And at that time, I I didn't care. I mean, I cared, I suppose. But it was you're a kid, you know. Mm -hmm. But what that did was it created, you know, I think it created reverence. I think it all those things, which was good. You're talking about the recording thing. So they did that with my grandfather. Mm -hmm. And so my I have a cousin. Um, he, 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 now he has two kids and our grandfather was getting an age, you know, advancing in age and we knew, everybody knew it was just, you know, and, uh, so he decided he was going to record my grandfather cause he knew his, he wanted his kids to, to be, be able to, yeah. yeah. And <coughs> so he went up and he recorded, he had this long conversation and then he made copies for all of us and we got one. It was really cool. But then, but then at the end he asked my grandfather, my grandfather was, you know, wonderful man of God. He pastored for 50 years, some years. And he asked my grandfather to pray for pray for us. And he did. And it was this really sweet, long prayer. What they did then at my grandfather's funeral service, they played that prayer back. And he prayed for everybody in there. And mm. all talk. I mean, mm. there was oh, a wow. dry yeah. eye in there, you know, because here, this man, everybody yeah. loved. You know, so it was really cool. Wow. So, yeah, it's a cool thing. And so I guess, again, making it, you know, a little personal for me, it's that all, I, I just had a, I've had a really good, I've had really good, and you know, people in front of me that make me think, man, this is a good thing to look forward to, not, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, to dread. Yeah. You know, so I'm, ha- I'm very thankful and happy for that. I, um, so I, I, I was thinking about a conversation that I wanted us to, to, to move into uh, from this. Ben, did you have something you wanted to add? Um, <clears throat> And so the, the, one of the questions, and again, it's a question that uh, it's not a question that, that Ben alone has ever asked. Uh, however, he did put it on a particular uh, questionnaire. But the question is this, who is God, right? Who is God? Uh, that's a big question. It's a question that uh, individuals have been asking uh, forever, uh, right? Uh, yeah, do we have enough time? 
Oh, it looked like Andrew was looking at his thing. Like, do we have time for this? Um, but uh, w- one of the things, and I, I guess we'll start here. Uh, you know, ben, uh, ben, you were mentioning kind of the passage of time and, and mm-hmm. the coherence of family and, and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Now, ultimately, mm-hmm. uh, the creator of time uh, is God, right? Yeah. Uh, God stands outside of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is not confined by time. Uh, and yet in his uh, creation of us, of humanity, of the world, uh, he chose to create time because um, he felt it was it was something that we needed. Uh, you know, year after year, we have the seasons, and so we can see uh, seasons go go um, go by. Um, think about even Israel, and he created the feast and, and the festivals that they would celebrate, right, as a, as a constant remembrance uh, for us in the church. We have certain ordinances, uh, baptism, right, uh, communion, uh, that we take part in to constantly be reminded uh, of of why we are here, so so that we don't lose sight of that. So anyhow, with with uh, with that being said, kind of coming out of the conversation that we just did, um, somebody sitting out there uh, listening um, <laughs> it's pretty presumptuous that there's somebody actually sitting out there listening <laughs> but anyhow uh, if if you uh, are listening we do appreciate you absolutely listening. <laughs> so uh, but in the event that somebody's uh, listening and somebody is, is asking that question you know who is God mm-hmm. um, where, where where would be a good place uh, to start where would be a good place to start well, I don't know if this is the best place to start, but I think what's interesting, we had a conversation about finiteness today. We talked about age, we yeah. talked about the growth and the yeah. change and all that. And I guess because of that, then you can say, well, let's start with the infant in us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the opposite of us. So, I mean, we, we, can, we can start to define infinite by, you know, our understanding of finite in the sense that you and I and whoever's listening, I mean, we all – just it is what it is. We all have a, t- uh, you know, a time for birth and a time for death. I mean, we have a, a cycle to our life. We have a season to our, to our existence. On the flip side of that, God does not. So maybe that's the, you know, a place to start. God, and that's I, I don't even know how to. I mean, we can use the words and we can articulate those thoughts, but I don't know if we can grasp those things, because again, we are so connected to finite. Yeah. You know, we're we're just we're, we're not infinite, but. He's without beginning and without end. Yeah, so I, I guess you know if we if we if we go to the word word of God, right? Uh, God chose to reveal Himself through His word. Um, so if we look at Scripture and we, we think of all right, well, is there anything in Scripture that tells us that that God is in fact infinite uh, and we are in fact finite? You know, I think of uh, the passage that says "from everlasting to everlasting," right? Mm-hmm. Uh, from mm-hmm. everlasting as far back in time as as you can fathom and we can only fathom a short period of time in 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 the past uh, an everlasting future uh, that is god right uh, that's that's hard for us to even even kind of grasp have y'all ever tried to you know as you kind of start yeah you I start trying to think through that and then suddenly your brain almost kind of like just like knots up you can't you can't process <laughs> it fully like, yeah i mean the problem you know for that thought is you're really how do you how do you comprehend that so you like we feel so attached to this moment right? yeah but just think how quickly this moment comes and goes. I mean, you know, I was just thinking like, man, we were just on Thanksgiving break. That's gone. Yeah. You know, and, that's, yeah. You know, and it's, it's just a memory now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not there in the sense of tangibly there. Right. Okay. <laughs> Take that and multiply that. But that knowledge of existence, but he's still there. That, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how yeah. to put that in words. That's really hard stuff. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of that, too, has this, has has 
its roots in the fact that we live in a chronology. It's not just a matter of finite versus infinite. Uh, I mean, that definitely comes into play. But the fact that we have a context of chronology, that we an, live an in unfolding time, of time. We yeah, we don't. We're always in process, so to speak. Like mm-hmm. we we were born, we grow, we die. You know, there's that process yeah. for us. Um, but but, and I think that's part of what the struggle is for us in terms of understanding that uh, is that we we don't have the conceptual. Well, I mean, we have the ability to conceptualize it at least in words uh, to say that God exists outside of time and that He's not bound by time. But to really understand that that choices that we make, we make, you know, even even choices that we make instantly, mm-hmm. you know, like I put my hand on a on a hot stove and yeah. it, you know immediately pull back because it's burning me, mm-hmm. right? That is still in the context of time, mm-hmm. you know, whereas God is God is present to all of those moments, right? There is the, uh, uh, I think one person put it, God is the, the God of the infinite present, mm-hmm. right? Because there is nothing that is veiled to him. There's no point in which, so, so I think that's, that becomes a, 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 a struggle for us to deal with because even in the concept of of dealing with that time, we have to deal with it in terms of a chronology, whereas God deals with it as he would any other fact of reality, which is there is a staticness to it. Mm-hmm. I think of um, another, with, along these same lines, Genesis 15, I think, is the is the text. Um, and uh, we have um, this, this uh, well, I, I, I tell you what, as far as we'll come back to that in just a minute, as far as this topic, are we good to talk about it for a few more minutes? Sure. And sure. I was considering uh, doing the Facebook Live for the for the remainder of this. Uh, yeah, any opposition to yeah. that? Not at all. No, I have no opposition. All right. With that fine. being said, then would one of you take sure. over while I get that set up? Yeah. So I'll I will add on to this because I I remember Ben when I was uh, goodness nineteen, I can still remember where I was. I remember looking at this. I had this long wall in front of me, this blank wall. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, think of this as a timeline or whatever. Sure. Yeah, like start, end. One side of the wall, start. One side of the wall, end. And I'm like, okay, maybe this is how God is. He's looking at the timeline mm-hmm. outside of it, right? You know. Mm-hmm. And I remember trying to explain that to uh, some people afterwards. And they're like, okay, you're weird. <laughs> what are you doing? This is not what you, you know, probably should be doing with your time right now. Mm-hmm. But that concept when you're talking about the chronology it's what made me think of it's like you make a good point it's not only just time for us but it's set in motion like it's mm-hmm. one after the other so do you believe as I, I I'll go ahead and play my cards here do you believe that God is just as present in the past as he is in the present as he is in the future I do I absolutely believe that because I feel like <clears throat> excuse me it, w- I think one of the interesting ways to think through this is that you know we we uh, certainly affirm, uh, Orthodox Christianity affirms that Christ was sl- slain from the foundation of the world. The yeah. facts, the facts of that, right? The, the chronological facts of that, Jesus living, you know, and, and dying around 33 AD. The chronological facts of that for us, right, is that he died on a cross on insert day here, right? But the reality is, is that that portion of it was already in existence. Yeah, you've so, you got a lot of examples of that in the New Testament. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So you have that. Point. So I think that God is equally present to all of those to all of those moments and I think he's equally present in all those moments. Um, so I think that there's there's a reality to that that there is substance in that. And I think this is important for us because um, you know 
one of the things uh, our pastor mentioned in his sermon uh, this this week was that that God says, Jesus says, literally, I am the beginning and the end. And it's easy for us to think about that like on a timeline, but I think the reality of that is is that in addition to being on a timeline, it's also, a, those are qualifiers, right? I am the beginning. I am the beginning of substance. I am the cause of all substance, and I am the end of all substance. Everything subsists in, in his ability, in his sustaining power. Uh, and I think that, and it's not a, it's not a, it's not a pantheistic thought that God is in everything, but it's the idea that, that God is sustaining everything that is other to himself. Yeah. I mean, that's the part. See, when we start getting into these conversations and we start using these terms and this language, you, you said it well earlier, we can, we can use the words <laughs> and right. we can, we even understand what those words mean. Mm-hmm. But how they really play out, that's what's challenging because it's just not us. That's not right. how we are. That's not how we're wired. Now, I will say this. You know, we talked about us being finite. I, I agree. We are finite. I mean, we are connected uh, to this body, and this body will end. But but we also realize that there's something about us that's not. And when mm-hmm. I say mm-hmm. not, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. not, not the same as God. We've not always been. You know, we, there was a right. point in time where we were. Um, yes. But, you know, it's even fascinating because you talked about how even before the foundation of the world. Well, it even states that we were known to God even before the foundation of the world. Correct. And we're not going to get into a, you know, a, you know, I'm not getting into that that conversation there. But no. but you know what I'm getting to. Yeah, I do. That, I that do. Absolutely. Even if we're not in the, you know, existence from a physical standpoint, we were in existence from conceptual from, here, right. you know, with God. So. There's a f- there is an infiniteness. Obviously, there is an infiniteness to to humanity because mm-hmm. we know that you know this. God says, "What fear fear me? Don't fear man, because man can only kill the body. Yeah, but I can kill the body and the and soul. the soul. So he's yeah. obviously implying there that the soul will <laughs> will outlive the death of the body. So absolutely, ah, this is big stuff. This is big stuff from Monday morning. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. We were just trying to have a birthday over here, man. I was just thinking about playing some top golf, and I have never had my birthday co-opted like that before, <laughs> like ever. <laughs> we'll play, Chris. There, there's, a, and I, I'm looking for it. I, I feel like it was uh, uh, Genesis, Genesis 15. 15. Yeah, what but it's it, it, so it's where uh, where God's talking with Abraham uh, or Abram, and uh, <clears throat> he tells him that he will create, uh, you know, through him a nation, and he ultimately says he'll bring them in, in, in that nation into a land uh, that is currently uh, possessed by uh, other individuals. Uh, huh. It may, it may be, but ultimately he says... That's uh, when all that gets started. Okay, but he says ultimately, uh, uh, you know, when he's having this conversation, that uh, that he will allow them uh, to take over that land, but not yet. Uh, so uh, it's this idea that um, um, there, there will be judgment on the individuals that are there, right, uh, in the land currently, but, he, but, but the time isn't, isn't now. Well, I think, uh, I think another... A cor- I, this is not the exact same passage, okay. but a corollary passage to that is is when uh, in the New Testament where where uh, it's argued that uh, in the fullness of time, yeah, yeah. you know, Christ came as as a human being, you know, and that's and I think so. There's a sense in which that's important too, um, is that there is a building in that. I think you're looking at the the uh, 
the passage where you're saying the Amorites, their sin is not yet yeah. complete or that's something it. similar yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's you okay, know. so, but what, what, what's our point with this? What, what are yeah, you, so the point, the, the, well, the, the point is this, and, and again, you could look at prophecy and you could, you could make the same kind of argument, but earlier you said uh, something along the lines of, do you believe that, that God is just as present not right now in this room with us as he was in the past and as he is in the future? Uh, and, and, and Ben, you said, yeah, I, I do. Uh, and again, he is outside of time. And so even in that passage where it said, you know, the, the iniquities of the Amorites are not yet complete, um, uh, he knows when it will be, and it's right. not right now. And he knows that he's ultimately going to take Abram and, and, and Israel, and he's going to put them in that place, uh, but that time's not right now. Right. Uh, and so he's able to look at Abram and say, this is where we are right now. This is what's going to happen, uh, but this is how this is going to be played out. And so he's just as present here as he is there, right, uh, which is why he's able to, 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 to give that uh, information. You're shaking your head no. No, I'm shaking my head no, not because of that. I'm thinking of myself, like, I'm glad I'm not God. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, this is too big for me. Yeah. I mean, all this stuff, like, I'm, I'm just, I mean, like, to, I mean, think about that for a moment. I, I have a hard time, so I'll give an example. If I know I've got to do something, like, let's say i got to do something I don't enjoy, mm -hmm. okay? And I know I can't do it now mm -hmm. because whatever, I can't. i yeah. got to do that, like, 12 hours from now. Yeah. I'm like, oh, anxious, yes, yeah. angst, I'm all this yeah. stuff, and I'm dealing with one, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, very, very minor yeah. thing, yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, you no, know, all the stuff that you just said, yeah, there, you're talking about this entire people yeah. group, you're talking about judging them, you're talking yeah. about what is just, what is right, mm -hmm. when it will happen, yep, and I'm. I'm like, okay. And 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 yet can't do that. we can't, can't hold that stuff in my brain. And, and and yet we as as fallen human individuals, right? Uh, uh, we we are able to convince ourselves, right, in our heart and our minds that we are a better god than he. Right? Well, we're, we're stupid. <laughs> but but I mean we, we we how often do we put ourselves on that throne uh, and and dethrone him, uh, not give him the rightful place uh, even in our life, right? All right, so I'm going to do I think I should be the CS Lewis guy now cuz I'm going to do my my CS <laughs> What's the quote, Ben? Uh, ben said, "Ben said the world's big enough for, for more than one." Absolutely. <laughs> so we're making T-shirts. That's right. <laughs> That's what we should just call this podcast. Equal <laughs> XL. Semicolon. C.S. Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so what's the C.S. Lewis quote where he's like, "Look, you know, I, I think these even may be connected. They might not be, but he talks about how, you know, be careful who you come in contact with because if you could see them fully, you may worship them as a god." Um, not be careful who you come in contact with, but like when you interact with another human, like you get you don't get to see them fully, uh, and, and if you did, you may worship them like a god. So there is this concept that I'm going to push back a little bit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like I, I don't think I don't think humans I think humans do want to supplant God. I do. I, mm -hmm. I think so. I, I've seen that in my own self. Like I want to make this decision. I want to yeah. do this. Yada yada yada. But some of it, I don't even know if it's supplanting. I think it is. We're stuck in this fallen, sinful thing, yet we still have an infiniteness to us. I mean, even Scripture, and I'm not going to get into this. I mean, we're called gods, what, in Psalms and Matthew or something? Mm -hmm. So there is, and then obviously we're not a big G God, mm -hmm. but, you know, and I'm not even, I'm not, I think Mormons believe you will become mm -hmm. gods mm -hmm. in the afterlife. I'm not, I'm not even going that idea. I'm just saying, I think the concept is what, there's a, there is an infiniteness to us, but we're still not him. Mm -hmm. We're still not God creator. We're still not God sustainer. We can't do this. We can't fathom those things. But we, I think sometimes the reason we even get into those ideas and we try to figure it out and we try to act out of that is because 
all of us have an infiniteness to us. I mean, mm-hmm. we have eternity on our souls, according to Ecclesiastes. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm articulating that well, but I mean, I just think that we have a lot of different things going on. Yeah, I, you know, again, I, I would say when, we, when we're looking at God, we think of, you know, from everlasting to everlasting. We don't have a from everlasting, right? We have exactly. a starting point. Yeah. Um, obviously, and I'm not equating. No, 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 I'm with you. I got yeah, you. Yeah. But, but, but again, to everlasting, absolutely, right? We, 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 we do know that that will Did be the case. you hear me and Ben talking about how he thought of us even before <clears> the foundation of the world? Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. So think of that for a second. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll pose that to yeah. you. That's just, uh, I mean, I think I can say this with Ben. We, we believe that's just like a more of a conceptual, but not like we are from everlasting. Mm-hmm. W- would you agree with I that? Th- I think so. I, th- I think so. Like we're not, even right. though he thought of us, we were. Right. I mean, we, we weren't. Yeah. 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 Okay. We, we, we have a, a clear starting point. Exactly. Um, whereas he he did not. Um, now again, and 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 if you're okay continuing along this this topic again, it's it's a huge huge question, and we're not even going to scratch the surface. Uh, but uh, when we when we think of um, the fact that, and again, we're entering the the, the Advent season, right? In fact, uh, uh, Christmas is right around the corner, uh, literally, <laughs> right? I mean, the 25th, 26 days, away. 26 days away from when we're recording. And uh, and so what we celebrate is is the the first coming of, of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and that was God putting on the likeness of, of sinful flesh, right? Uh, entering into this world, becoming uh, a baby uh, for our uh, our sake. Um, again, when we talk about you know not even being able to fathom, I, and I think for anybody who's grown up in church, right? This is this is this is like well, yeah, obviously that's what that's what happened. But again, if you if you just kind of take a step back and think through that um it's it's it, it's still unbelievably hard to imagine exactly. conceive exactly. um that that the god of the universe the god who created everything would put himself in a situation uh, to be so um uh, vulnerable, vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's the bachelor word yeah is that if you ever watch that show, I swear that word comes up. Does it? <laughs> Why are you watching the Bachelor? Hey, Gilmore Girls. Let's okay, fair <laughs> enough. I uh, think that's what they watch in Finland. I'm not sure. It's Iceland. Iceland. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What you got, Ben? No. I, Did you find my quote? Were you trying to find yeah, it? Yeah, I was trying to find your quote. I can't find it. I think it looks like it might be in The Weight of Glory, which it's been a long time since I've read it, so I don't know. But... Um, but I think it's probably my favorite C.S. Lewis book. It's weighty. Hey, what? It's glorious. It's, it's weighty, weighty and oh. glorious. <laughs> you think now what? I forgot, now I forgot where we well, were. Of course you did. Um, I, I derailed him. <laughs> I, I did I, actually. Great, I got lost. I think my favorite is The Great Divorce, which you mentioned a few episodes ago. That was a really good one. Um, but anyway, oh, vulnerability. Why is why would God put Himself in such a position? Oh, yeah, so vulnerable. Yeah. Well, that's I think I'm going to get him off again. But I think that's the but I think that's the reality of it. that's the necessity of it, isn't it? Is that is that sin places us in an extremely vulnerable position, a position we were never meant to be in in the first place. And the only way to rescue us is to place himself in that same position. So I'm going to go to Pastor Jeff yesterday. So you use the utility argument. For the necessity of the incarnation, no. I just think it's useful in this particular context. So, so real, real quick. So, the one of the things Pastor Jeff mentioned yesterday is the the, the feeding of the five thousand. Right, we see that in scripture. Uh, there, there, you know, at least I think it says five thousand men. So we believe, you know, maybe ten, fifteen, twenty thousand individuals may have been there. Uh, regardless, let's just call it five thousand individuals in order for uh, in, in order for essentially matter to be created out of uh, you know the five and the two, uh, the two fish, the five loaves. Um, 
I guess some scientists that did some some math using the the is it the theory of relativity? Is that what that is? E equals e mc squared. squared. It's, yeah. Is that the energy that? energy convergence? Okay. Yeah, okay. And so so you take that and apparently if if, if uh, in order to determine how much power right was needed, energy was needed in order to do that, uh, it would basically equate for all of the energy in in the world, right? All of the energy in the world uh, uh, at one hundred percent output mm-hmm. uh, for four consecutive years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, approximately 1,300 days or so uh, uh, is what would be needed or required yep. uh, in order to 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 do that. So the, again, the kind of authority, the kind of power, rather uh, energy that would would have been necessary uh, to perform that particular miracle. Uh, and we think of the fact that that, G, that again, God put Himself in that situation. That's the power that He had here when when He was here. Uh, didn't lose that, and yet willingly. Willingly allowed himself to be put on the cross. Willingly allowed himself to be persecuted. Willingly allowed himself to be spit upon and beaten mm-hmm. uh, for our sake. And 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 you know, again, we're we're studying through the Beatitudes, and we're we're coming up on, um, you know, blessed are the peacemakers, and blessed uh, are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. And again, uh, there's not a greater uh, example of that, right? The example. Right. Like, can you imagine as a human being? Uh, follow with me. It's gonna be weird, but it's good. I think. I think. Can you imagine as a human being then saying, okay, I'm going to make myself, if you have the ability to do this, like an ant, okay? And I'm going to take yeah. the form of an ant. Mm-hmm. I'm going to live among the ants. Yeah. And I'm going to do what ants do and all this stuff. But, you know, still at the same time, you got all the power as a human being. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, I'm going to, you know, let the ants do what they do. But I'm here to save the ants mm-hmm. and I'm going to let the ants kill. I mean, like it's a silly, weird thought. Mm-hmm. I get mm-hmm. it. But I mean, I, I've thought that often, like try to how to conceptualize yeah. that for myself. Like we talked a little bit about this in our life group yesterday. Like at any moment, Jesus could have been like, I'm done with mm-hmm. this. Like, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need this. He mm-hmm. didn't need us. He doesn't need that. Yeah. You know, that mm-hmm. to me is, I don't know. I can't, I, I, I don't think I can fathom all that. Mm-hmm. It's just big, too big for mm-hmm. me. The, the and again I don't uh, the Schindler's List you had mentioned oh, Schindler's yeah. List uh, the other day and again I'm not necessarily advocating for anybody to, to go watch the Schindler's List uh, however the story of the Holocaust uh, it's a is, good movie though. yeah 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 but um, <laughs> oh, there's some language and, and some other stuff but um, the uh, the the at the end of that he was talking to the one of the the, the, the German guards and so I'm assuming you saw it now I did yeah I watched it the other day and Pretty so good, huh? uh, it was it was um, it, it, but he, he you have the Liam Neeson the, the Schindler character talking to the Ralph Fiennes uh, the the German and guard who's you know just a miserable just awful human being and uh and and he says to them you know true power isn't to to kill whomever you like whenever you want true power is having the ability to do that but withholding that right Mm -hmm. and uh again just if we think of it in in those terms for a minute again he had all the authority all the power to do anything and everything and yet he he restrained himself Again, so that he could glorify God, so that he could do exactly what the will of the Father was, and that was to be slain for our sake. Um, this guy all started because of our birthdays. <laughs> Happy birthday, Andrew. <laughs> this is powerful stuff, Chris. I, I'm telling you, Chris, ha- Chris could become you know, a great pastor. 
Did you get one point and get it? You could get it all the way, <laughs> get, to, get the, all the way to the other to the cross every time. <laughs> That's right, man. Kudos, Chris. You love it. So, any, 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 any other thoughts? Any last minute thoughts on um, again? Any, like, any last minute thoughts no, 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 on no. who, who yeah, God exactly. is or no, the do this, do this relevance of time or how no, no. any of that? <laughs> right, right, right. Real, real quick, Ben. Seriously, for a moment, uh, and 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 Andrew too. Uh, if you would, uh, somebody seriously asking these questions, a seeker, right? We have individuals who are seekers, sure. uh, truly looking for. Uh, looking for God. Who is God? Is it Allah uh, uh, of Islam? Is it the God of the Bible? Is it the God uh, uh, that we see in the Old Testament? Um, uh, is it Jesus Christ, right? Uh, is it Buddha? Is it, is it someone else? Um, if, if someone is truly out there seeking, wants to know the truth, right, what would your recommendation be um, to begin that, uh, that process, to begin uh, that, uh, that search uh, uh, for truth? Where, where, would you, where would you recommend they, they kind of start? Well, I mean... Obviously, I would start with the Bible. Okay. You know, the book of John, I think, is an extremely, extremely accessible uh, look at who Jesus is mm-hmm. and who and what he's been. And I think the reality, too, is, is that when, you, when you, you take the claims of the Bible and you match them up to history, I think you're going to find a greater coherence of reality to Scripture than you, or to, to the Bible than you are anywhere else. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's probably the easiest place to start. And as much as uh, additionally, if you're if you want to read beyond as well, I know that we kind of make jokes about C.S. Lewis on here and the fact that you know, I absolutely love almost everything he's ever written. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the reality too is is that Mere Christianity is a wonderful book that mm-hmm. really kind of condenses what Christian belief really is, and it doesn't really. It's almost autobiographical for Lewis mm-hmm. because it's like this is I'm going to start at the point of an unbeliever. That unbeliever yeah. being me, yeah, and, and and walk you through how I got, how I got to this to thing at, called yeah. Christianity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, first, I w- first and foremost, I'd suggest uh, the Bible because I think that's where you're going to get the best and clearest picture of who God is. Mm-hmm. But I think following that, if you want to find somebody who is who will help condense and also work th- work you through the process of of how he went from being a, a very much a staunch atheist to um, one of the, the the great theological minds of, of the 50s, 60s, and 70s, or 50s and 60s, rather. You know, C.S. Lewis is a great place to go. Mere mm-hmm. Christianity is a brilliant book to read. It, it, and Ben, actually, you and I uh, recorded, and, and I never put out for whatever reason, uh, you're, you and I went through, and you had taught through Mere Christianity at, on a Wednesday evening. Yeah. And uh, so you and I then followed that up with, uh, with each chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't remember if we finished that or if we got through most of it. We got through three out of four books. Was that what it was? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and so if I could find that, if I can find that, maybe, uh, maybe that's something I could put out, or maybe you and I could even go and finish that yeah. um, and then, uh, then make that available. Absolutely. Um, what about you, Andrew? What would your recommendation be? If I'm, if I'm just recommending somebody searching, right? Mm-hmm. You know, who is God? Yeah. Some, somebody comes into your shelter. They don't necessarily believe in, in Jesus. They don't necessarily believe even in God, but they want to know why they're here. They're asking the question, what's the meaning of life? I don't know if this is really the answer you're looking for, but it's one that I've used, and it's helped, and it's been good, and I'm a fan of it. But it's Case for Christ with Lee Strobel. Mm-hmm. Sure. We mm-hmm. actually... I okay. This kind of question, I think, is sometimes it, each answer really starts to show the lens in which you think through mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's hard to try to be in that other person's yeah. lens. Yeah. So, uh, as a general, that's kind of where I would yeah. go because in my own lens, I'm like, man, if I have all this different proof, then why should I not mm-hmm. think this or believe mm-hmm. this or think that? Right. Okay. So that's one. 
The other thing, but if I'm talking more from an emotional, yeah. fulfilling side, you know, like people are coming from grief or something like that, you know, typically I wouldn't go just straight to like a, a that type of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I would, I, I don't know, not necessarily a book, but it would be a conversation. And then usually, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, wh- what are you going through? Why, why is this season, you mm-hmm. know, making you think this? You know, and then if that's the case, if it's that, then I put them, I guess I do have a resource. I put them, point them back to the book of Ecclesiastes. Okay. I'm like, I think that's one of the best books you can go through when you're like, okay, when you're starting to question your existence. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's this great verse there. It's like, it's better to go to a house of mourning than it is to a party. You know, that's Andrew's paraphrase. Mm-hmm. But like, I'll point that to them. I'm like, you're feeling this right now. Nothing else in the world seems to matter because you got this point of grief that's hit you so hard mm-hmm. the bible talks about this what's it pointing to you mm-hmm. know and so we'll just you know those are different different entry points as to why mm-hmm. is, is what i'm going to take you i had a i had a client uh one time a few years ago and uh he he was very antagonistic right towards uh the christian faith i think he'd had some some bad experiences in the past and uh said well i just you know i don't believe that it's a bunch of hogwash i think might have been his his uh, statement. And, uh, and I said, well, you know, you seem to me like you are a seeking, right? The truth, right? You really want to know the truth. And, and I told him, if you, if that's what you desire, if you truly are desiring, uh, the truth, um, what I would recommend you do is, is again, pray, right? I want you to pray and ask that, that the God of the universe, right? Whomever that is, you believe that there is a higher power, um, uh, you know, just go ahead and pray and ask that that God right reveal Himself uh, to you. And, and again, uh, I would I would absolutely recommend uh, reading through Scripture to allow uh, the Holy Spirit to speak through uh, through Scripture and and, and other resources. Uh, you know, like uh, like Andrew has mentioned uh, there with Lee Strobel's uh, book, kind of apologetic type of a of a book, or C.S. Lewis. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, those are those are good ways to kind of think through. Um, um, you know why the Bible makes sense. Why the Bible is 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 most uh, closely linked to reality than any other uh, religion out there. Why it is so different um, than anything else. Uh, so, anyhow, this has been uh, a pretty wild episode. Yeah. Uh, it's t- gone gone a lot of different places. A little all over the place. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, but I appreciate it, guys. And uh, who who wants to uh, to wrap us up in a word of prayer? I'll pray. Today. Okay. All right. Jesus, we come to you, um, Lord. You are. Everlasting from everlasting, you've been stated, and we, we, we worship you, and we praise you, and we, we want to surrender our rights as you surrendered yours for our behalf. And so, Lord, help us to do that. Lord, help us to do that in the daily. Help us to do that in the moment, Lord, uh, in the moments, Lord, as, as we go through through our day. Lord, we do recognize that uh, gift, uh, the gift of age as we grow older. Your, your mm-hmm. word teaches us that. So, Lord, I pray that we would treasure uh, our days and our time that we have. That, God, we may not look to ourselves as the end-all, be-all, but, Lord God, we would look to you as the sustainer who's keeping us, who is uh, preparing for us even greater things. Lord, we love you. We pray these things in your name. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. As always, thank you for listening to People in Exile. For more information, visit the website, peopleinexile.com, and make sure to follow us on Facebook. Until next time, keep praying and seeking the welfare of your city.